1: I like the sound of that.
0: Hey everybody, it's Steve Baldwin here, and you have found another mini episode of the Wretched Hive Podcast. I'm joined by lifelong Star Wars fan Scotty Mansky.
2: Steve, I can't tell you enough how excited I am. We have had we, how many how many shows have we done now during this last Jedi run? This has been intense, oh, my friend.
0: It's well it's been a busy, busy time in the Star Wars universe, and as always, we have a great guest yes. to talk to on this mini episode Kevin Lyle from Norse Legion has joined us Kevin welcome to the show
1: hi thank uh thank you for having me here
0: man it's so it's so cool to hear your voice um we've been online friends for a long time I've heard you on other podcasts but it really truly is a pleasure to uh, to have you on the wretched hive thanks a lot for making the time man
1: well thank you very much for inviting me it's uh it's great to be here the wretched wretched hive of scum and villainy
0: that's right yes it's, uh,
1: that's fantastic
0: <laughs> so so Kevin uh, I I obviously you have a very strong Star Wars pedigree I mean you, the, your art is amazing the stuff Thank from you no- oh yeah I mean the stuff from Norris Legion is incredible and just just so fans know and just so I can be transparent I, I actually know Kevin because I bought one of his shirts online he's he designed this um, it's a it's like the Guinness beer logo yes but it's with uh, um, Alec Baldwin or Alec Baldwin's, uh, <laughs> sir, sir, sir Alec Guinness. I know it's really strange. It's Alec Baldwin's face. No, it's uh Sir Alec Guinness's uh, face, and then it says Guinness below it, like the Guinness beer logo. And I just I fell in love with that. Ordered the shirt. It's a brilliant shirt. It's really high quality. Every time I wear that shirt out, Scott, I get I get kudos. Yeah, I
2: I see the logo, and I think what we need to do is put this thing up on our Facebook page, yeah, and uh, and get it out there on our end because yeah. it is fantastic. I love it. Yeah. I need to get I need to get one for myself. Yeah,
1: that's one of my most uh, one of my most popular things. I've been stopped in public one time in the in, on the street in New York. Somebody came up to me and they're like, "Hey, you're the Guinness T-shirt guy, right?" <laughs> and I'm wow. like, "Wow," you know. <laughs> that is... Four years in the army, two deployments, and all this guy cares about is my, my Guinness T-shirt. That's awesome. But, uh, but that's uh, it was cool. No, I, I, thank you very much. I do appreciate it. That's, yeah, no, that's, it's, a, uh, it's one of my more popular pieces, and, I, and I'm I'm pretty proud of it. It's, it's I think a, it's I think it's pretty cool.
0: It's a brilliant mashup, and and I, I know we're going to get to the other stuff at the Norse Legion, um, uh, at Norse Legion that you've you've got, and you've, I know you've got some stuff that fans are going to love. But before we get to that, um, Kevin, I've got to. First and foremost, we've been asking all of our guests on recent recent shows about their feelings about The Last Jedi. It's been this movie has been really like no other Star Wars movie to come before it in in that it's really divided yeah, the fan sure. it's yeah, it's really divided the fan community. So, um Kevin Lyle, what was your experience the first time you saw The Last Jedi? What did you think?
1: I was pissed. <laughs>
0: Yes, he's I was, on our I side. Was, I
1: was really, I was really, really angry, so, and uh, I think the movie's fine. I think the acting was fine, and I think the special effects, of course, were spectacular. Yeah. But uh, you know what they did to Luke Skywalker—that that was. Yeah. I, I took that personally. I took that. Uh, you know, and I've heard a lot of people complain about the movie and a lot of different points about it, and 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 I don't care either way how those go. It's just how Luke Skywalker was. You know, the, the fact that, that that they killed him. But, I mean, that's part of the story. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, you know, the Godfather wouldn't have been the Godfather if they didn't kill Vito Corleone, and that was a cool character. So I kind of get that. Maybe I'm just a little bit too attached to Luke Skywalker, but uh, yeah. you know, it had some great parts. And, uh, I mean, you asked if I liked the movie. You didn't ask if I liked the movie or not. You asked how I felt. Right, I just, right. Like, yeah. When the movie ended, I turned to my, I don't know if you know Glenn Nelson from High Adventure.
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, well, I know and, and, High and Adventure. I, I don't know Glenn personally, but I know his band. mm
1: Right. Well, um, well, uh, you know, they're from Connecticut too. So he lives about about forty minutes north of me, and um, and I, I've seen every every one of the new Star Wars movies with him. And uh, as soon as the credits started, I turned right to him. and I was like, "Dude, I'm angry. I am like, I'm very upset." And because uh, you know, I wanted more Luke Skywalker. And I think you know, I lo- I love Mark Hamill. I think he's a great guy. Yeah. You know, I've met him, I've met him a bunch of times, and uh, and you know, I, I just it was different than like when they killed Han Solo. I wasn't so I was I was like sad when they killed Han Solo, but when they killed Luke and it was like, and, the, and it's you know the kind of you know he's on the remote island, he doesn't care anymore, and he's hiding, and it's just like you know, and he and he just goes away, he just drifts into the Force, and yeah, I I didn't I didn't I just didn't think the character was was treated that well. Yeah, I think he deserved uh, I think he deserved more. You know, it's just like Obi Wan Kenobi was hiding for a reason to protect Luke. Right. You know, Yoda was. You know, 900 years old, okay, it's, it's time for the old folks home with that guy. I got that, but it's just like, <laughs> well, you know, it, Luke just gave up and just ran away.
2: Right, Yoda. great point. Yoda, uh, he was running away from the fact that Order 66 just took place, and they annihilated the Jedi Order, basically.
1: So, Right, and he was on, you know, using a cane and walking slowly 10 years before uh, the, the Sith took over the galaxy right so i could right. see why he had to do it but it was just like well why did luke run in the hot i didn't I, I i just didn't think that that was uh that that just kind of irked me a little bit well I and mean, you know overall the story was you know it was you know i i the the, the part where ray and kylo uh fight the the praetorian guards you know that was one of my favorite scenes in all of star wars i thought that was fantastic yeah you know and and um you know uh I know other other people say they expected it, and I was just like, I didn't. So I was kind of like, maybe I'm not as bright as other people. But I thought, you know, I was surprised when 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 Kylo killed Snoke like that. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. And um, I thought I thought that was a great scene. That was a, and, a, a um,
2: fantastic twist on the on the idea of it. I, I want to back this up for just a second, Kevin, because I, I feel like. We we got one more member of the, of the hive here uh, who's yeah. joining my side. So um, so
0: we we've had discussions on the show, Kevin. I don't know if you've listened, but half of our cast of of our, our co hosts uh, love the movie and defend every little bit of the movie and just love it from the their first reaction was, "Wow, that was amazing!" Yeah, and and Scott and I saw it, and Scott's reaction was. Well, shit. Well, shit. <laughs> you know? it, it, and, I, and I, I was flat too. And my, and I they, walked out of the theater going, "This is going to divide fans." I can't, I cannot believe they did Luke Skywalker like that.
2: And, and and let's just back that up. That reaction wasn't because I thought it was a poor movie. I that know. reaction was actually what you're talking about right now. My feeling was, I wanted desperately, so bad to see Luke Skywalker finally on screen again, and that's how it ends. And I was just like,
0: "Oh my god." <laughs> So Kevin, let me ask you: What do you? What's your opinion, or how did you feel? I should say, about Luke's uh, ability to astral project?
1: Did what? How did that feel to you? Were you okay with that? Or I did- I thought that was great. I thought that was a fine part because it's it's in tune with the fact that Luke has powers in the Force that nobody else has. That you know, mm-hmm. where I grew up, I'm assuming you guys aren't aren't too much younger than me. but I I, I, I you know I was five when Star Wars came out.
0: Okay, I was, I was so nine, I, so I'm a little bit older than you.
1: Okay, I thought you right, well, were about 49. the same age. Yeah. And um, so I grew up with the books and stuff that spoke about, you know, Luke wasn't just a powerful Jedi. He was the most powerful Jedi.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: And, and so I wanted him to see him do things that no one had ever done. And so I thought that was fine. And generally, not every Star Wars movie, but uh, certainly every movie in the uh, classic trilogy, each Star Wars film... Showed something new that a Jedi or a Force user can do that had not been seen before, i.e., Sith lightning mm-hmm. in *Return of the Jedi*, and uh, in *The Empire Strikes Back* when Luke calls the lightsaber that was never seen before. No one ever saw that happen in um, *In a New Hope*. It was never said that that's what Jedi can do. Right? You know. Right. We just thought they could do mind tricks and stuff like that, although, and choke people, but not levitate stuff. Although so it's, just, it's used to, it, 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 that's 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 been in the history
0: mm-hmm.
1: where things pop up you haven't seen before, especially with this Jedi. So that's one thing I really liked about the movie was that part when he walked out there like that. I thought that was great. You know. Yeah. yeah.
0: Although the the one difference being that we've lived with a set of Jedi powers for thirty years, right? Waiting for Luke to come back, and so back in, you know, when Empire and Jedi were coming out, you know, we'd only live with that for, you know, three to six years. So to me, it's sort of like it's almost like my my life canon is built into those original <laughs> Star Wars films. And so to see these new powers, I, I my my reaction was it was a little bit off putting to me, but I've kind of come around and I'm I'm curious if you feel like you said you were pissed after the first showing. Um, how do you feel about it now? Have you seen it multiple times?
1: yeah i've seen it i've seen it like four times
0: and has your has your opinion overall changed at all have you softened up on it
1: no <laughs> no i'm still i'm still I, I i don't i don't know why you would uh it's it's it it would be i i have to put into words without being insulting to lucasfilm <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah it's you have this awesome character you know, and just take any character from any movie. Uh, uh, Burt Reynolds in *Smoking the Bandit*. Yeah. Okay, the character is good-looking and funny. Uh, right. Let's make him less attractive, and let's make take out some of those jokes. But it's a movie that we need a good-looking person who's funny. Well, but it's just, <laughs> yeah. That's what they did with Luke. But instead yeah. of jokes and good looks, it was they they took away his power and his and his courage. You know, Luke Skywalker was the ultimate optimist. You know, who when confronted with Yoda and Obi Wan saying, "You've got to kill your father." that's what your destiny is and the emperor saying join me that's what your destiny is mm-hmm. and luke skywalker's like you know what i got a better solution that's all on my own and that is i'm going to turn my father to the dark to the light side and he'll kill the emperor for me and no one saw that coming and he thought it out because he was the he was the uh, the optimist and he was very powerful and he had good great foresight and then all of a sudden you know I mean, he can't kill a teenager sleeping. I mean, what the frick is that? <laughs> right, you know. And it's just, it's just, and 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 the, and the teenager, you know, beats him up lying in bed. I mean, right. something right now. Mike Tyson couldn't beat me up if he was sleeping. You know, and it's just yeah. like I, I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't get that. It's just we lost a lot of, you know, who who we thought Luke Skywalker, you know, was, and and I think that you know. That just made me mad. And I just I, I I don't think I'll ever get over that.
2: Well, I'm going to bring up my uh, point to Kevin here on this. I love what you're talking about. He was the ultimate optimist. He was the one who kept saying, "I'm going to do it this way," <clears throat> and no matter what, the most powerful Jedi in the in the entire galaxy told him, "You can't. You need to stay here and complete your training." He went off and and did what he said he was going to do, and he he went after his father. He said he's going to take and he's going to change his father. He's going to bring him back. But there's this teenager he's teaching, which is his nephew, and he's like, ah, he looks pretty scary to me, and I'm just gonna give up, and try to kill him, and then have my entire house pulled down on top of me. That yeah. I, I don't know. That just I, I'm with you, Kevin. I, I'm with you.
0: You know, a, a lot has also been said in transitioning a little bit to Kylo here, that this movie. And and the dialogue in the movie is evidence of this that this movie really is for the next generation. Sorry, Star Trek fans, of um, of Star Wars fans, right? So the idea that you know when he when he gives the the little monologue at the end when he's talking to Ray, yeah. Well, I guess it's not a monologue because he's talking to Ray, but he says he says let the Jedi burn, let the Sith, let it all burn, let it all go, kill it if you need to. Is that Kevin? Is that a a meant to be directed towards us older fans like hey let it all go we're starting no, something that would new that would
1: here. be that would be stupid of uh everyone involved to allow something like that no I, I think that was just it's 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 kind of a cool line it's kind of a neat uh, uh thing to say you know you know let the past die kill it if you have to. It sounds mm-hmm. kind of cool mm-hmm. i i I don't think that was a message towards us i don't, I, I that would have been that would have been silly if you go to celebration and you just don't let anybody in who was born in the seventies or sixties uh, <laughs> they close the doors it's not gonna it's you're gonna lose you're gonna lose a lot of money.
0: We have a star wars yeah, no. uh, Logan's run situation <laughs> you're dead after your yeah. yeah oh
1: great. my God that's an interesting interesting hypothesis <laughs> no i I think it was more uh they were they were obviously shutting out the last the last trilogies. I mean, if you think about it, everything that Chewie, Han, Luke, Leia, all of them did in the original trilogy doesn't matter. It was a waste of time because the Empire came back. Right. Because because uh, Han selfish, Luke's a coward, and um, and. Uh, uh, Carrie Fisher. I don't even want to get into that part. Um.
0: Well, let let's do it really quick though, Kevin, because this is the other point I wanted to bring it up with you: the spacewalk.
2: Yeah, this really gets you. What, Steve. This
0: this part. I so I've I've come around full circle on almost all of this movie, except for the Leia spacewalk piece, and I don't care if it's been done in Star Wars in the past. I know it's been done in Rebels. goddammit. it fan stop telling me that but um i i had a problem with how it looked and just the fact that carrie is gone now and they almost teased her death in that way by not changing the script i don't know it just feels weird to me kevin
1: um it's hard to fly through space with a dress like that on and not look silly (laughs) it really is hard to do it there's really no way to do it that's a great point um (laughs) <laughs> and and they had to have her in a dress because who her character is and who Carrie Fisher is. Um, I think looking back, it probably would have been better if when everything got blown out, she just reaches and uses the force and grabs onto a table. And yeah. and um, you, know, you could still see the room turn to frost and everything freezes and everything dies and she still survives. They probably could have done that in a better way because it does look kind of silly. However, if she was able to fly out there and she could use the force to fly back, and it's not really flying because you're in, you're in space. So right, yeah. any small bit of energy could push you in any direction. So right. um, I think, uh, I think that's fine. I, I didn't, I didn't really have a problem with that. I think I'm the only person I know that did not have a problem with that scene. I and mean, all of my friends, and I'm a little different than you. Most of my friends are about eighty percent didn't like the movie. And twenty percent liked it. Okay. So we're a little in Connecticut. We're a little bit more than the half. You half and half. Um, (laughs) But all of my friends, like ninety nine percent of them, did not like that scene. Just thought that was silly.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, but I'm fine with it. I think it's just you know, again, she's she's got you know she's the daughter of the chosen one. She has a great deal of force power. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Luke gave her a little bit of training uh, beforehand, and, and I'm sure you guys have seen this. But just before that scene happens, just before that wall breaks. From the uh, fighter attack, she takes a deep breath, and or she yeah. takes a breath in, I should say. Maybe not a deep breath, yeah. but like she prepared yeah. herself She's for. She's prepping for it. Yep. yep. Yeah. And I think um, so. I'm like I said, I'm fine with it. I would have done it a little better because it's just like you you can't be with a dress and. Move through space and it not look stupid. You really can't. <laughs> That's
0: you know. Funny. Uh, now we we've, we're throwing shade here, but I mean, there's also a lot to love about the movie. Like you said, visually, the movie's uh, is wonderful. Um, I I love Kylo Kylo's character. I think Adam Driver is doing a killer job. Uh, the Praetorian guard uh, lightsaber by, battle is among. I mean, it's yeah, got to be like top five. For us, what else, were there anything else? Was there anything else that that for you, Kevin, that that stood out that you liked about the film?
1: Um, I think whenever when they're hiding in the uh, when they're hiding in crate behind that big door mm. that just got blasted open, and and even behind the door they're still hiding behind other things. These people are scared and they're petrified, and Luke just walks out. <laughs> yeah. Now I know it's the hologram, and it would have been better or the force projection we I think it would have been better if it was really Luke. But I still just liked watching that for him just being like, "I'll I'll take care of this." Yeah, and um, you know, of course when they they shoot at Luke and it doesn't do anything, I mean, I already knew he was he was some sort of projection. I mean, I, that was clear because because he had the just for men on his beard. You know, he just <laughs> he lost all the gray in his beard. Right, so that just made it obvious. Yeah, and yeah. then when his lightsaber was blue, I'm like, okay, this is more obvious. He's not there. I don't know why they did that, and especially with with Carrie Fisher passing, and they had they had just under twelve months to fix it i would have just um, taken that scene and i would have made luke really be there yeah and then or at the very least luke's there and the and the the astral projection that he's doing whatever it's called uh he's only doing it from a couple hundred yards away
0: mm-hmm. yeah.
1: as they're as they're running out of the tunnel to get to safety
0: yeah
1: you know or something like that um and and of course let luke skywalker survive because now there's nobody from the original trilogy. Uh, alive. So you asked me what I liked, and I went right back into what I did. <laughs> so I That's apologize. Okay. So uh, uh, we're all I critics. What else I liked in the movie? I thought the the whole bombing run scene. I think oh. I think the special effects, you know, in that were were fantastic. I think this was one of the best special effects movies I've ever seen. I think I think it was so well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the guys at, um, at ILM just did a, just did a fantastic job.
0: And earlier this uh, week, it was actually did receive a nomination uh, for visual effects.
1: Yeah, and, uh, and and I think it should win but it probably will because yeah. Star Wars never does
0: oh wouldn't it be great if it did though I think we're nominated four categories right I think we got original soundtrack uh, visual sound, effects sound mixing sound mixing and, mixing and
1: there was one more visual effects and there is one more you're right because there was four yeah.
0: costume is it costume design? oh maybe I'm not sure
1: right? I don't think it was costume because I actually I specifically looked for costume okay yeah, yeah I'd I have to double check but I wanted and the reason back... I did that because cause none of these costumes were really outstanding yeah, yeah, there mm-hmm. was Canto Bite, but most of it was uh, stuff that was already made for the last movie. Right,
2: yeah, uh, um, I'm backing it up just because we mentioned it. But the soundtrack to this film is phenomenal. I I have listened to this thing over and over again and just love it. It's a great mix of old and new, and John Williams' score is always just brilliant.
1: Uh oh, yeah, he's never he's never failed, even in you know. Movies that were not Star Wars, movies that were not uh, Spielberg, he he still does a fantastic job. Yeah, and um, you know he plays twice a year up here in Massachusetts, so I get to see him quite often.
2: Oh, does he still play uh, with the Boston Philharmonic?
1: Exactly. Yeah, awesome. um, I love that. Yeah,
0: he plays at the Hollywood Bowl here a couple times a year as well.
1: Right. right, I think he lives out by you guys, right? Yeah, Yeah. he does. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And uh, but But, no, he's he's fantastic, and I think if, if if you know anybody who lives near the Hollywood Bowl or lives near. Uh, uh, the Massachusetts area, uh, it's definitely worth it. It's $40 for a ticket. You can go to there. And, yeah. Uh, it's up in Tanglewood. And it's just a great show.
0: Nice. Yeah. Nice.
2: You know, one of the scenes that really st- stands out and seeing it now, what, four or five times? Was well, Four times? Was it four times? I think yeah. we just four. Yeah. Um, yeah, that scene where uh, it's a throwback to a, a line that Han Solo says in A New Hope about uh, jumping through hyperspace isn't like Dustin crops kid. Mm. You might fly through an asteroid or something like that. Right. That scene when she makes the jump to light speed right through that massive... When Haldo sp- turns the ship oh, around and yeah. That was just yeah. amazing to yeah. me.
0: That was brilliant. Great scene. So, Kevin, uh, we've got the solo movie coming soon, right? Right around uh, the corner now. May, are you looking forward to it?
1: Um. Yeah, yeah, I am. I think I'm, I've got high hopes for it. I think a lot of people have been... Uh, uh kind of attacking it like it's it's like this whole director thing is a problem. But they brought in Ron Howard. I mean Yeah. It's Ron Howard. The guy's won an Academy Award for Best Picture. Hmm. He's, and he's done, you know, ten other movies that were fantastic. Apollo thirteen, Beautiful Mind. Um and I like yeah. the second Da Vinci movie. I thought the second Da Vinci movie was very good.
0: I did too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Angels, Angels and Demons, if Angels I'm not mistaken. Demons. I I, yeah. I think uh I, I think he's gonna do uh I think he's gonna do a, gonna do a fine job. I think uh you know what? What limited amount of the movie that I know about, um, you know, art-wise, which of course I can't talk about. Um, mm. I'll just say that I, I I think it looks fine. I think I think it's going to be good.
0: Yeah. Awesome, awesome, yeah. I am we're definitely looking forward to it. Um, I the Lucasfilm synopsis didn't uh, divulge many details, and we don't have a trailer yet. What do you What do you make of the fact that we don't have a trailer for that movie yet? Um, Does that concern you at
1: all? A little bit because I, I had it on pretty good authority that the trailer was going to come out at the very beginning of January hmm. from, a, from a very good uh, friend of mine uh, who who's in the know. And I didn't I didn't pepper him out about it when it didn't happen. But it, it, it made me kind of think that for some reason they've decided to change the date of the trailer. And it might just be the Super Bowl. And then hmm. people say, oh, well, that's just too late. Like, what do you mean it's too late? You, most people decide they're going to the movie like a day or two before. They're not like <laughs> right. you. And, they're not like freaks like you and me. That like the moment the tickets goes on sale, they buy it. and They got six friends online on six different other computers <laughs> buying tickets. Exactly. You know, not everybody does that. And the, the, um, that's abnormal. Not everybody does that. No. <laughs> no. Apparently not. No idea. And it's just you know most of the people who see Star Wars, most of the viewings, ninety nine point nine 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 percent times ten will be after that first episode, that first viewing at 7 o'clock in the afternoon. Right That 7 o'clock, that's, that's almost irrelevant right. uh, to the amount of money it's going to make. Um, so the thing is, they can be later. So why not have a big splash? Right now, people are talking about the trailer almost as much uh, if the trailer came out. Right. So yeah. why not just have it co- I think it's going to come out in the Super Bowl. I think that's going to be it. I don't think it's going to be a matter of... Um, I don't think it means there's something wrong with the film. Because they okay. could easily put together a trailer, and they've already they've had trailers where they've had it where like twenty or thirty percent of the trailer wasn't even in the movie anyway. I.e., Rogue One. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, that was a totally different trailer. So I don't think that's a bad sign. Um, and a friend of mine brought up a good point that most movies make most of their money in the first couple weeks, so you need to get as many people in as possible. So you need to start the marketing as early as possible. And if they're not starting it as early as possible, they're quite confident in the movie. Hmm. And I was like, that's interesting. an interesting point. Yeah. It's probably horse crap, but it's still <laughs> an interesting point. That <laughs> sold you yes. on it. So um, I, I would say we're probably going to get it at the Super Bowl. Uh, that's, it, we're not getting it today or tomorrow, obviously. Yeah. And if we're not going to get it by Monday or Tuesday, they might as well just wait five days when they have, uh, you know, literally. What, half the country watches the Super Bowl probably? Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, Maybe a little less? Yep. Certainly, certainly half the demographic, which is, and I don't care what Lucasfilm and the publicist people say, the demographic is males between 19 and 50. That's what they're looking for, and half of those people are watching the Super Bowl next Sunday.
0: Plus, you know, Kevin, you've still got The Last Jedi um, doing pretty good business in theaters now, so it's not like you're you know, I, I, maybe you don't want to confuse your fans or you don't want to have any overlap there. But um,
1: I'm yeah. surprised they didn't do that. We just, just just put it before, like right now, put it before Last Jedi. Don't put it online. Don't put it on YouTube. And just put it there for a week. Yeah. I'll go see it. I'll go pay for it again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure.
1: And as a matter of fact, it's 1143 at my house right now. If they told me right now I had to go down the street and pay 10 bucks to see it, I would do it.
0: Oh, yeah? <laughs> uh, yeah. Absolutely.
2: Oh, my God, I, I did that for uh, the special edition. When they announced that yeah. there was a sneak uh, preview trailer in front of Independence Day, and it had been out for, what, two months already? Yeah. I ran out to Hollywood just to go see that movie, just to
1: see the Star Wars trailer. <laughs> I saw do- I lived in. Uh, I lived in Germany when the, when the Phantom Menace came out, so I flew all the way from Germany to uh to new york to see that movie oh my, which i oh my think God. is the, which i think is the record for the distance traveled to see a movie. <laughs> <I think laughs> that's pretty awesome you own that my friend wow
0: well i sat i watched meet joe black because i wanted to see the uh <laughs> the episode one trailer that was only three hours and seven minutes of your life <laughs> <laughs> that's true so kevin that's, that's uh, <laughs> i want to want to talk about your company norse legion so how did you get involved with uh with creating star wars art
1: um, well, the first Star Wars job I ever got was, um, was with tops. Okay. Oh, and He's sketching uh, as cards. An artist. That was, okay. That was suggested to me by, uh, by Steve Sansweet about 10 years ago wow. at, uh, at celebration. I showed him some of my work and I knew he knew people in the business and was like, can you give me a, a head up? Hands up. Cause, uh, my, uh, my undergrad or graduate degree is in, is in illustration. Okay. So well, I was, you know, I was more of an illustrator, And I still am. I'm actually working on a, a Luke Skywalker piece this evening. Um, because I'm still in mourning that they killed him. But, uh,
2: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You're working on a Luke Skywalker piece as we speak, or at least later tonight. Uh, any uh-uh. chance we might get a sneak peek of that?
1: Mm. Uh, it's from The Last Jedi. It's ah. not... Uh, uh, I could send you a picture, but it's mm, not... Yeah. It's nothing, nothing sneaky. It's just, it's just a... It's just a, uh, a, a painting that I'm doing for Luke Skywalker. It's nothing it's nothing that's going to blow your socks off. It's just a, it's just a piece from the movie.
0: Nice. Cool. Still Very nice. Cool. All right, so and, Sans um, uh, talk about Sansweet really quick. What an uh, is there a nicer man in the business than Steve Sansweet? What a nice oh, I, guy that is. I,
1: I freaking hate him. I can't stand <laughs> him. No, I'm joking. Steve Sansweet is 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 just a great guy. And like I said, he helped he helped me with my career. Yeah. You know, my first my first you know job, like I said, was with Tops, and that helped me. Uh, then I started working for Mary Franklin at Celebration. Uh, I was doing events for her wow. and some design and design work. And then uh, and then that just that led to an actual a company who right after the, um, the Star Wars acquisition happened in 2012, I was working for a real estate agency in Manhattan, and um, uh, a company around here was looking for. They'd hired a headhunter to find someone to fill a position they, they wanted to get a star wars artist to do star wars work because they wanted the star wars license for jewelry and and they found me and uh nice uh you know not to shoot my own horn i have you know a background in star wars art and i've been in art you know for 15 years now professionally and um, so I, I guess i was a pretty good candidate for it and then so i started working for them doing all the, the jewelry design and so forth and so you were asking about norse legion norse legion is a company that i own okay that um that uh, sells the products that I designed for North Legion, as well as other products that I do uh, for other for other licensors. Um, I've got some upcoming projects. Um, what can I talk about?
0: Yeah, so I saw the uh, I saw the black the vest for uh, Solo. You've got yeah, that, that's, that that's, stuff a, there. That, that's
1: that's 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 the vest we're doing. Uh, my company's doing for for Han Solo, and that's uh, uh it's a, it's a fleece vest with a with a special logo that we made uh, for that's the it. event with the date of the. Uh, of the uh of the premiere of the movie which is the 41st anniversary of star wars so i thought that was really cool it's the, the logo cool to, to incorporate that
0: the logo is awesome have you seen the the, the logo the solo logo yes. that's on the vest it that thing it's it's very simple and classic and i just love <laughs> the simplicity of it but it really pops on that black yeah it's huh. really i can't wait to get so i i ordered myself a vest from kevin because <laughs> <laughs> i want that thing man it's it's gonna look it's gonna be awesome it looks yeah. really nice
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. And that's,
0: okay. and that's a
1: limited piece. Only a hundred are made. Oh, oh that's not a, that's not a, that's not a big, huge, uh, offering to the public. So they're not, not going to be in stores or anything. Awesome. Um, but, uh, and then, um, you know, I, I work with some other independent places to, uh, you know, I don't know if you know, Alter reality entertainment, you know, they run a bunch of conventions here in the Northeast and, uh, uh, you know, we do products and stuff for them and usually generally around star Wars. And then, um, I don't know if I could talk about it yet, but uh, I'm doing some work with some guys that work out at Skellig Michael, which okay. is the island where they filmed. Uh, they filmed, uh, you know, *Ock* Of course, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And then um, I went out there as I went out there as a tourist in September, and um, I just I made some introductions because I, I was thinking, like, you know, we should I should really do some sort of work with these people, you know, because they have this these fleet of boats that go out there. Yeah. And I was thinking that, well, they should, they need to have some sort of like swag and giveaways and stuff like that for their passengers. And so then it's just long story short, and I uh, was able to do it. But that's a, um, you know, I strongly recommend, you know, going out there. If you're a Star Wars fan, that's a place to go. I mean, there's a lot of Star Wars filming sites, but this one is just, it's just, it's just so fantastic looking. It's just the, the pictures in the movie does, just doesn't do it justice. How how beautiful that island is and just the landscape and the, and the, it's just, it's awesome. So I strongly recommend it if anybody. Were you able uh,
2: to? Uh, were you able to actually uh, hike or go go through the entire island? Or
1: oh yeah, I spent like four hours there.
0: Oh my goodness! Um, and, you can, and you can just wander around and look at
1: things. Or like what's what's it like being on the island? Being on Octu? Um. Okay. It's it's pretty simple. Um, if you want, I'll just run through the story. So we arrived there the night before my tour to go out there, and a storm was coming, and the boat that I had was canceled. So I went. Back on the docks, and when I was in college, I used to drive a boat for a living, and so I, I kind of know boat people, so I kind of like walked down there, and I was looking for the most salty looking guy out there, and I found him, and his name was Shawnee Murphy, and uh, <laughs> well, I said of course I said do you do you own, do you have one of these boats? He's like yeah. he's like yeah this is my boat, and I'm like are you going out in the morning? And he's like yeah he goes and uh, I said because I want you know, do you have do you have two spots open? And he said, yeah. And he said that uh, if any boat goes, if only one boat goes out, it'll be his because he's the toughest, you know, pilot out there or whatever. So I was like, great. So I so we finally got tickets because my boat canceled. And uh, so they took us out the next morning. It was about 9 in the morning. It leaves the dock. It takes about an hour to get there. And um, you come up to this big, huge stone uh dock that has been built in modern times but everything else on the island is pretty much as it was, I mean there's a little ramp to go up to it but um, so you, you, you get off the island and then within a couple steps you're right at those steps and Ray starts walking up uh, and uh, then you just, not the exact one she walks up, you see those later but I'm just saying one's just like that uh, and um, it's uh, I think it's like about like 10 or 20 stories tall hmm. You know, maybe like, maybe like 150 feet Wow. But um, so it takes like 10, 15 minutes to, to walk up it, maybe, maybe 20. Yeah. And um, yeah, like halfway through the walk up is there where Luke and Ray meet on that cliff there.
2: Yeah. Wow.
1: And that's called the Saddle of Christ. And um, the island is, they say, pretty much untouched since the time that the monks were there. Monks were on this island from about, and I'm I, you can probably look this up, but it's, it's, you know, roughly between 900 and like 1300 A.D., Um, somewhere in that time frame and uh, they had built the steps, they had built the beehives and like five or six monks lived out there for centuries and uh, because I don't know if you know much about history monks, they they like isolation and (laughs) they they certainly got it. I've heard that, I've heard that. And at the top of the the top of um, I almost said Achtu, the top (laughs) of Skellig Michael is where those beehives are. And, or at least the beehives you see in oh. The Force Awakens okay. oh, those, so those are, there are really on that there oh, on, that's, just like that. that's incredible. they did very little set work on The Force Awakens most of the set work they did was for Last Jedi which I'll, I'll, I'll get to in a second but so at the peak of this mountain is where the monastery is and it's just such a it's just such an awesome place to see. If you if you go on my Facebook page, I have a folder I think, it's, or you know, an album that says um, Ireland two thousand seventeen. Okay. Yeah, and and it, it, you can see some pictures of. It. I have I brought my daughter's porg with me. And, uh, <laughs> awesome, nice. And, and and took pictures with him on the island, and uh, and uh, which was which was kind of cool. But anyway, so um, yeah, we just went around there, and we were really lucky because, like I said at the beginning of this little tale, the uh, the, the the weather wasn't good, so like. Of the ten boats that go out there, you know, seven of them canceled. So only three boats went out there. So instead of having 100 people on this island, we only had, like, 25. Oh. And which was really cool because it was makes it a lot less, a lot more desolate. Less people were there. So yeah. you can take really cool pictures. And, you know, me and my friend Cunningham, Robert Cunningham, he's one of those guys that, remember when they rebuilt Luke Skywalker's house in Tunisia? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was he was one of the like the guys like there's one from Holland one from England one from Belgium right. and there's one from America and right. he's the one from Ameri- America ah, that's amazing and so uh, so I brought him with me he's a funny guy because like three weeks before we went he called me up he's like listen I just wanted to let you know that you know I I uh, I don't really care about them. I, I you know Irish people are cool and stuff like that but I am not going to learn about their culture I just want to go to Star Wars <laughs> and I'm like okay and then he emailed me this map of like all the other places in Ireland where they filmed for the, uh, for star Wars, uh, it was all done in County Kerry and which is the Southwestern part of, of Ireland, kind of like where California is in our country. That's what this area is in Ireland. Right. And, uh, and to so had it all mapped out. So we're like, fine, let's, we went to all the places. So like, you know, where Ray jumps in that hole and falls in the water. Yeah. 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 That's a place called loop head. And like where, um, where Luke has the fish in his hand, you know, he's going to thing. Right. That's Brazen Head down in County Kerry, and uh, I think uh, loophead's actually in Clare, which is just north of County Kerry. But yeah. um, so we went to all of these places, so it, it was it was it was really cool. So it's not just about going to octu or Skellig Michael. Yeah. You can actually go and see the other places, but but Skellig Michael was uh, was certainly uh, certainly worth it. And you know, we take the boat ride back at the end of the day, and then we just go we just go to the uh, the bar that's there. It's the same bar that Mark Hamill stayed at. You know the the one you see the picture of him right after when filming was done. I'm sure yeah. you saw it. Yep. Yeah. It's it's the same exact one, and Ugh. it's uh, and they get, they've got Star Wars you know paraphernalia for sale and stuff like that. And of course, I went through their they have a store with Star Wars stuff, and I went through and made corrections. They, uh, they made some <laughs> mistakes, and um, and uh, just just to let them know before, because like uh, you know how uh, in the Star Wars logo, the S and the W kind of have that long. That long line that comes out of it yeah. to make the logo. Uh, not every letter does that. Only the letters on the end do that. Correct. And right. then so he had he had a, a shirt that said I forgot what it was. It said something like uh, Skellig like Michael or something. But every letter had uh, that elongated thing. Even like like an R in the middle of a word would have it. I'm like it right. Work Wouldn't like it be that. like really stretched and, out? Like it,
0: yeah. that would be uh, that would look
1: weird. Yeah, I, th- I thought it looked <laughs> weird. But to him, he just thought he was making a Star Wars thing. I'm like, right, right. <laughs> and I probably shouldn't have busted him out like that because he's a nice guy. But anyway, so um, so yeah, it was a great trip, and it really wasn't—you uh, know—wasn't too expensive. So I'd recommend. Uh Recommend all right.
0: going. All right. See, you listen to the show. You get you get uh, Star Wars information and updates. You get like travel recommendations. We're a full service show. Well, I got to say, uh, being part Irish,
2: I'm excited. I got to be out there. I got to I got to do this tour. Uh, second of all, I wanted to say I actually browsed your Facebook page, Kevin, and uh, mm. you got some fantastic photos on your page. Um, I saw some of your Comic Con photos. Your one where you hosted or. Uh, uh, moderated the V panel. Okay. Yeah. You were yeah, my okay. hero, my friend. <laughs> Why is that? I just, when I saw that picture, I'm like, oh, that, I loved that series. I love the original miniseries.
1: Uh, I think that the panel, I think, is online. You can actually listen to it. I can, I could probably get you a link and I'll see if I can find it. Oh, I, um, I'm
2: clicking through. And I'm like, wow, he's on the island. I'm like, oh, look at, check out this. And all of a sudden that pops up and I'm like, Oh, my God! I can't wait to talk to this guy. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah so, so the the v panel was pretty cool. They're all they're all really good guys. And, yeah. uh, you know, that was um I, I kept trying to get like Mark Singer to talk about Beastmaster. Oh. I love that movie. and he <laughs> Dude, and he kept he kept kind of like I was bringing my question back to why I'm sad about Luke. He kept bringing it back to the to v because he felt, that he had you know three other z v actors with him, right that he couldn't just spend the time talking about Beastmaster, and I just kept like talk about Beastmaster I want to hear about you know poto and kodo but uh, <laughs> nice. but uh, yeah that was a great uh, I'm pretty fortunate that uh that I, you know i obviously, as I was saying I started out being an artist going to conventions and stuff and and I've 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 been lucky enough to be asked to do these uh to do these things because i'm um um because I enjoy it, and I try to, you know, come as prepared as I can, and I guess I have the voice for it or whatever, and, uh, but I I did a convention in Rhode Island that I do every year, Rhode Island Comic-Con, which is in the first weekend of November, if anybody cares, anyway, um, I did like seven panels for them last year, and most of them are science fiction, and at the last minute they called me up, and they're like, hey, we got one more panel we want you to do, if you can do it, and I was like, is it the Call Weathers, Dolph Lundgren panel, and they're like, (laughs) Yeah, actually, it is. Oh, like, oh I, will, I will totally take that one. That'll be so cool. And it was. It was, it was one of the best panels that I ever did. And uh, I mean, for me personally, I don't. I don't think the audience liked it as much. But I'm just saying, I liked it.
0: Oh, man, that I would is have. Awesome.
1: If
2: if I even had that opportunity, I would be humming all the Rocky <laughs> themes through that whole damn
1: panel, man. That's awesome. Oh, oh yeah. The, the, the same convention we had. Uh, we had George Went Norm from Cheers. Yeah. And, and I had asked, you know, the, the, the guy who's head of security there is also a police officer in Rhode Island. And I'm like, it's totally legal to drink here, right? Because they have a bar service. He's like, yeah, you can have a beer anywhere you want here. I'm like, perfect. So I, I brought out beer on the stage during my interview. And you can see those pictures on my Facebook page. On, uh, during the interview, I actually brought out beer. And they were drinking out of the Alec Guinness pint glasses I made. Much like the Alec Guinness shirt. Of oh, the Alec Guinness oh pint no glass. kidding. Oh, that's As, awesome. So him and I were drinking. And it was just, it was great having a drink with Norm in front of like 300 people. That <laughs> was, uh, that was, uh, that was pretty cool. That's And, a dream uh, and I, mean, dream. I I get to do that about about ten times a year. It's about ten shows a year that I work for. Nice. And uh, and it's 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 really cool. Um, trying to get Michael Ironside to one of the shows because uh, <laughs> I think that would that will balance out my my v uh my v cred if I can get him.
0: Oh yeah. Oh man. So if you know
1: anybody, please let me know.
0: <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. Before, before
2: we wrap this up, I had one question for you. We brought it up, sure. but we didn't actually get it fulfilled here. Uh what was your first Tops uh, uh piece that you worked on?
1: Uh the very first job I ever did with Tops was actually sketch cards. Sketch cards that go in the in the packages. That's like that's like your uh that's like your intern in the art world. <laughs> oh, uh, especially yeah. with tops is doing uh is doing is doing sketch cards, uh, you know, where they, you know, you, 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 they're they're actual drawings on a card, and right. people can, you know, win them, I guess. And they, uh, they, you know, every like thirty cards or whatever, every thirty packs, I'm sorry, has like a card in it.
2: Right, right. And, oh, um, I'm a tops card collector, so I totally know what a chase card is. And yes,
1: I, yeah, I'm, and it's um, you know, it's they're they're, they're pretty cool. I uh, I enjoy doing it, and I try to. Uh, I'm doing one for Han Solo. I did one for the uh, Last Jedi. And I think I got another one coming up, but um, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool, cool to do it like three, four times a year. It, it's a fun project. I enjoy doing, it, especially this time of the year when things are kind of cold and and wet outside. So, you, so
2: your first uh, your first uh, piece was a, it was a sketch card. Do you remember the character or the piece it was? Did, did yes, you say, I do. It's no.
1: funny. You, funny you say that. It was uh, General Grievous. Nice. And the reason it was General Grievous was because actually it was Gen- it was Yoda, and it was my very first sketch card with. Uh, I had a pen and, and it didn't come out the way I liked it. So I immediately covered it in white gesso, which is like a, like the kind of star service you see like on a canvas is that paint, hmm. that white paint. Yeah. And uh, I said, well, now what am I going to do? And then I just started drawing Grievous on it. And, um, <laughs> and I actually, I actually kept that one and um, years later gave it to a friend of mine uh, who's a big Star Wars fan. So that was my, it was my, it was a general Grievous sketch card. I think, I think I have a picture of it probably somewhere.
2: Right on. But, that's awesome.
1: But I gave it to a friend of mine in, uh, in Germany. So does that uh, answer your question? What,
2: what, what set, what, what was your big set that you first started on? Like, I know that was yours and you kept it, but where were these inserts going into?
1: Oh, a lot. Um, because it was General Grievous and Yoda, I think it was a Clone Wars series. The first mm-hmm. series I worked on awesome. was season season two or season one of the Clone Wars, which would have been about ten years ago.
0: Very yeah. cool. It is crazy that that was ten years ago. I know. Man, time flies. I know. It's incredible. Well, that's fantastic.
2: Yeah. Thanks for that in, that info on that. I, I, I'm into that stuff. I, I collect the stuff. So yeah, yeah. very cool. Well, good.
1: I uh, as as you know, let me speak for most artists. You know, states to say thank you for that. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's, it's a good uh, it's it's a good gig if you can get it. I guess. Yeah.
0: Well, Kevin, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and, uh, I've uh, been a fan of yours for a long time and it's, it's kind of a little geek out moment to have you on the show. So thanks a lot. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And where can fans, where can our fans look you up online? Uh,
1: well, we have a website and we have a Facebook page. It's probably the easiest one. It's just Norse Legion is the Facebook page. We also have NorseLegion.com or you can just, um, just, um, hit me up on, uh, on Facebook, you know that's a that's a great way to to, to contact me. Now, you and uh, Steve, you and I talked about maybe possibly uh, having a giveaway for some of your listeners.
0: Yeah, absolutely. If you're if you're willing to do that, that would be fantastic. And why don't we why don't we have any of our listeners who um, would like to potentially um, win a Norse Legion item directly from the man himself, Kevin Lyle? Go on and like. Norse Legion on Facebook and say something nice about Norse Legion about the art and uh, Kevin I, think I have you're... an idea I have an idea okay. so we know why don't
1: you have one of the listeners uh, go to the go to the Norse Legion page and share it and say I heard about these guys on Wretched Hive and perfect. that way I'll know who it was because they, they mentioned Wretched Hive perfect sounds like a good idea yeah I love it I love it Fantastic. and then I, I will it. I will select randomly I guess 10 people and I'll mail some prizes out or something like that. But that's awesome. That's awesome. We're and then why up- don't we do this? Maybe they, if they can think of something <laughs> funny or interesting to say, that'll probably help your chances of being quote-unquote randomly selected. <laughs> We're making up contest rules
0: on the fly here. If, so, if, so if, if anyone calls me out for my
1: Jameson <laughs> issue. <laughs>
0: So what would you, do, what whoa, 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 you need whoa, whoa, whoa. to do?
1: Whoa, 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 back up, back up, back up, back up. Back up. What's the Jameson's issue? I'm Irish, so what's going on here? <laughs> I drink his, Jameson on the show. His
0: Jameson's uh, issue is his Jameson's addiction. That's the... <laughs> that's the... <laughs> I get, I get okay. called out
2: quite a bit for my Jameson. Everyone drinks beer. I'm the Jameson guy, right. so...
1: Oh cool. I went to the I went to the distillery in Dublin, not this last trip, but like twenty years ago. Okay, you just went uh, from good. hero to godlike, alright? <laughs> this is amazing. Alright, so let's
0: summarize really quick. So what you need to do to win some Norse Legion swag, you go on Facebook, share Norse Legion's page, and mention the Wretched Hive in your comment if it's witty or funny or clever, your chances of being quote, randomly selected, unquote are greatly increased do i have that there right you go all right i love it awesome kevin lyle with north legion thanks again so much for being on the show man well thank you very much for having me guys all right take
1: care have a good night